You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. This is our weekly conversations with the CFP edition, where certified financial planners join us to have honest money conversations that guide nurses like you on their path to financial freedom. If you want to get your questions answered, make sure you head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash ask to be featured in an upcoming episode. Have you started on your journey towards financial independence or want to do better with your money and don't know where to start? Well, this training is for you. I encourage you to head over to financiallyintentional.com slash live to sign up for our next free masterclass where I'll teach you the techniques I've used and taught my clients to master money and build wealth. During this free training, you'll learn the most powerful weapon you have at your disposal to launch into financial freedom. The budgeting method that will free up thousands of dollars a month to achieve your financial goals. The common mistakes to avoid while paying off debt and how to rapidly slay debt. You don't want to miss this. So head over to financiallyintentional.com live or click the button in the show notes to register for our next free masterclass. All right, Nurses on Fire, we are back with Lisa Peterson, our lovely Lisa Peterson, our certified financial planner. And today we are going to talk about, again, things that you would ask a certified financial planner or a financial planner that you are interested in working with. And this question came up in the community and it said that I would ask their credit score to ensure that they are knowledgeable. Because the credit score is a report card in the adult world. Okay, so Lisa, what would you do if somebody asked you what your credit score was? I love this question. First of all, I was shocked when I got what was being said, just to say that, okay? Because I'm like, ooh, I can imagine some people wouldn't answer that question or they'd be really uncomfortable as, as an advisor. However, the second part was... I would totally share it because I'm super proud of my credit score and people, my sense is, is only the people who have something to hide would be afraid of sharing it. You can't use it against somebody, right? I mean, it's not a big deal, but it is a very personal thing. Would you agree with that? It is very personal. I might've been reluctant to share my credit before because to me, it was a place of shame. Even when I did reach the paying off all this debt, credit to me was a big struggle because within my story, you know, I've had bankruptcies and in that bankruptcy, you know, my credit cards got wiped out. And so I didn't even qualify for credit cards for a long time. So when I was paying off all my debt, credit even never even came into play because I didn't have credit cards. I've been denied for so many credit cards for whatever reason, like credit cards to me are credit scores always represented kind of like a badge of shame and it always held and it still holds like my bankruptcy isn't going to fall off my report until mm, a couple of months (laughs) so for 10 years I've had this thing on my credit that people continuously ask me about that even though it doesn't affect my credit it still affects my credit like my credit score will not go as high as most people's as fast just because that I have that factor on there. But and also for me, I'm at the point where it could represent shame, but it doesn't represent shame because it aids in a story. It aids in my story and it tells you 
about what I went through, but how I'm overcoming that and that there is hope. There is some light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, I'm kissing that 800 range, but I'm not there yet. But it's because I have that testimony to go along with it, you know? Yeah. So what I'm getting from what you just shared is that, you know, if you ask the question and you let them know that it's not about judging them, but it is about understanding where they've been, you know, maybe they've got great credit, but if they don't, you want to hear the story behind it because it will help you know the way that they're approaching their own finances. And we don't want platitudes. Platitudes are just like saying things because they sound good. And I think this is the problem in the financial services business in general is they'll just say all these fancy things. And sometimes they'll just amaze you with their like things they can tell you about. But in reality, they don't really factor into your relationship. Whereas if somebody were to say, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. And first of all, the minute they say that and then they start to tell you a story like maybe their credit score isn't great, but they do have a story of compelling, like this is how I got myself you know, into a problem or this is what happened and then this is what I've been doing ever since. Like, gosh, I just think that is a really fascinating question because you would learn. And if somebody says, I'm sorry, that's none of your business, it's like, well, you're gonna know my whole life by the time we move forward. So for me to ask that simple question, like where's the defensiveness coming from? You know, like why wouldn't you want me to know? So you can turn it around and use it as a way to see if this person is like seriously interested in you and you as a person, or are they just interested in like checking the notch? You know, I got another client. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's smart. And I also think that when these questions come up, it can also serve as a teachable moment because I don't necessarily think that having a great credit score is associated with being super good with money or being wealthy. Having a great credit score to me signifies that you may know how to manage debt. But what if you don't believe in debt? What if you just believe in paying everything cash? Does that make you less responsible than somebody that has a really stellar credit score? Well, yeah, because what you're implying is that the score might be lower because they're not using credit that much, right? And and extenuating circumstances. You have to be prepared for whatever they say because it may be like, hey, you know, there was a really tough family emergency. And there's going to be things that are way too personal for them to share. And I think you really have to be compassionate, but it's in the response. It's in the, hey, I get why you're asking that. Or how dare you ask that? It's like, well, that's kind of important. I mean, and I think you're right. It's not that you are necessarily bad, that the advisor is bad with money. But the problem is, is that the system has not been created with very many benchmarks or tools to actually get to the bottom of whether or not somebody is really there just to make money or if it's like a lifelong passion of being in service of people and their money. Because don't we want to work with advisors who it's a lifelong passion to like be in service of people and their money? But people don't know how to ask those questions to get to those people. I know that when people reach out to me in search of financial advisors, they're just looking for somebody who, like we talked about, 
before is kind of just going to take over everything and fix all their money problems. And I think that's what it's going to be. But they're not understanding that it's a relationship. It's a balance because ultimately you're the only person who can fix your money problems. But these are people who can give you the tools and hold your hand along the way. But it has to be somebody that you really want to work with. So I think um, going back to the episode where we talked about what questions to ask when you're looking for a certified financial planner or, you know, looking for someone to help you with your money. I think that's a good episode to revisit because you really want somebody that has your best interest in heart, someone that understands what you're going through, like we talked about in the last episode, and someone because you are going to be revealing your all your personal information to somebody that you feel like you can trust with that information. Yeah, I think it was a great conversation last time. And I think that knowing that people are asking you insightful questions, it's so funny because yesterday I met with an advisor that I'm actually thinking, even though I am talented and could do this myself, and I have been for the past 10 years, I'm looking to move all of my money to an advisor who specializes in more alternative investing, so socially responsible investing. And you know, I've been following him for years. He's been on my podcast. I, he's written books about the process that they take people through. And it's a very high consciousness decision. I didn't even care about his fees, quite frankly, because I know we're so aligned in the core values that he'll take care of that. Like he will pay for himself, but it's about aligning our values together. And even when he went into the conversation, what I'm excited about is the questions that he's inviting me to dive into. Like he gave a full spectrum of all the different things, like investing in, you know, folks that would not be able to get financing for their business, for example, that they have funds that are specifically set up for like, I mean, just so many creative things. And I was like, I'm sold because this isn't about the money for me. Like I feel like I'm going to be okay. This is about making sure that that money is, you know, being used in a way to make the world a better place. And so again, you can ask these questions of your advisor too, because they do have access to socially responsible investments. And by the way, those products will get just as good of returns as the other ones, but people don't ask. And so then they don't recommend them because they don't understand them. But if you want to find someone who is more interested in socially responsible, then, then go out there and look for them. There are directories, you know, both of us could have people in FinCon probably from that community that I've met who are specialists as well. But you know, that would be another thing. Like ask them questions about things that are important to you or that you might not want money going into certain companies, you know, guns or tobacco or certain things. Like you can't screen for those with most advisors nowadays. And I think like a lot of things that have been coming up lately is people that have supported a whole lot of racist organizations and people are trying to defund those because honestly, the only way to create change is to hit people in their pockets. And if that's something that's super important to you, 
then it's important that you work with a financial advisor that understands that or else they'll pigeonhole you into whatever kind of investment makes the return that they think that you should be getting. And so these are all good questions. I'm so proud of my community for asking these questions. Make sure to drop your question in the community or on a nurses on fire podcast.com slash ask if you have any more questions. Again, Lisa, it has been my honor to have you here on the podcast because you always bring so much knowledge, but always from uh, just such a compassionate heart and just a good place. And I always learn something new. So I appreciate you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. hope that you've enjoyed the episode and that you've learned something new to set you on your path to financial independence. If you love this episode, please share, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want us to go over your financial situation or have your questions answered, head on over to Nurses on Fire podcast slash ask and have us do an analysis of your individual financial situation. And don't worry, we'll keep you anonymous.